Hi, I'm Ryan Penny and welcome to the Catholic Sphere. This week, our diverse Catholic guests tell us how they are working to spread the faith to all corners of the internet. First, we have with us Patrick Neve, co-host of the Crunch podcast. He joins us from Florida. And up next is Emily Ember, the co-creator of God Sparks, which you can find on Instagram and YouTube. She joins us from Illinois. We're also joined by John French, who is the mastermind behind John is Catholic on TikTok and Instagram, which garners the attention of Gen Z. John joins us all the way from Australia. Patrick, let's start with you. First, tell us about yourself and your journey into the Catholic faith. Sure. So I was a cradle Catholic growing up. I you know, basically believed everything the church taught forever. Um, and when I was in middle school, I went on a confirmation retreat and had a powerful experience in adoration. And when I left that experience in adoration, I said to myself, you know, if, if this happened, I need to change everything about the way that I live. And so um, I pretended it didn't happen. And then a year later, <laughs> a year later, I, after going through one of the hardest years of my life, God blessed me with another experience in adoration at a Steubenville conference. And I realized, wow, if I try to live my life by myself, I try to ignore God's movement in my life, things are going to go poorly. Um, and so uh, from that point on, I decided that I was going to do my best to focus on God's movement in my life and follow him as best I could. Amen. Yes. As C.S. Lewis uh, talked about, you have to make a decision about Jesus. If he is who he says he is, then you, then we have to change everything about our lives. And you realize the weight of that decision. And thanks be to God, he was persistent enough to get you back to where you are now. And you're now sharing that faith with other people. And, but you're not doing it alone. As you were talking about, you met your uh, co-pilot, Ethan. So can you tell mm -hmm. us about Ethan? Um, and and tell us more about the crunch and how did you and Ethan meet and why did you decide to do the crunch together? Yeah, Ethan's a wild guy. You've met him. Uh, he he's kind of my uh, he's my partner in crime. I'm more of a, uh, a, a intellectual goofy guy and he's more of a goofy intellectual guy, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so we met we met through Catholic Twitter. When I was in high school, I started posting about my faith online and uh, it was anonymous back then. Uh, being anonymous back then was less of a weird thing as it is now. It's a little a little taboo now. But uh, he and I met through anonymous Catholic Twitter, and we, you know, he said I could talk for 30 minutes about Catholic dating, and I was like, wow, me too. And he's like, well, want to start a podcast? And so the next week we rented equipment from our university libraries. We met each other for the first time, had a five minute conversation, and started what is now the Crunch. Um, back then it didn't have a name. We did unnamed Catholic podcast for four episodes until we finally named it. Um, but we've been podcasting basically every week since then for the past seven years, um, only missing a few episodes here and there. We took a break recently. Um, but, yeah, we have over 350 episodes out. And uh, you can kind of see a friendship grow from beginning to now. It's, we've both been in each other's weddings. It was, it's, a, it's a crazy experience. This friendship that grew from beginning to now that where you met online, you met on Catholic Twitter. Yeah. That's really astounding. And now look where you are now. Amazing. So, um, Emily, let's talk about how you've mentioned with us how it's actually suffering that brought you to your faith. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, that good old suffering, as they say. So I was baptized as a Catholic as a baby, but I didn't grow up in the faith at all. I didn't have any faith. I didn't know anything. But 
it was through a lot of pain in multiple areas that I finally surrendered and walked into a church the first time. If I didn't have the pain that I had in the various, because it was multiple different areas kind of all at the same time. And God works everything for the good, even when you don't understand. So I didn't know him yet and I didn't understand, but he, humility means truth grounded, you know, like humus, right? Ground. And sometimes you need to be brought to the ground, brought to your knees to realize, oh, I'm not the only thing that matters. So I started going to church, but I still didn't know anything. And it took a little while from there for me to actually open my heart because going to church, I started looking around at some of the people that went to church because I started as an actor in in the the world of theater and film, which is very much on the whole anti-God. So when I first started going to church, I was looking to other young adults to see how Catholics lived in the world. And the place where I first started going, it was very worldly. And it kind of disappointed me because even though I didn't know how a Catholic was supposed to live, I knew that there was supposed to be a difference. And it hurt on the inside to not see that difference being lived out. So it took a little bit more pain. It really took the COVID lockdown because I had this pain in about 2017, which led me on a path to learn about God. But then during that COVID lockdown was that extra pain and then the silence for God to speak to me in that still small voice. God uses our pain to draw us to him. It's a tale as old as time. We read about it all through the Old Testament. It seems like it's only when things are going really badly for the Israelites do they decide that they need God and they decide to turn to him. It's certainly, and it's been true in your life. It was true in my life too. And I was an actor as well. I saw how that, that, that world, the whole entertainment industry obviously was up, up proposing a life, a world that's not fulfilling. And God enters into that pain and draws us to him. And it's beautiful. And you realize that you had to have the right community. And I know you have more of a story there and we can't wait to hear about it soon. Um, but, but, but tell us about God Sparks and where did this idea come from? So this idea is, so I run this social media podcast with my co-creator Damien And it was really him pushing me to start something because we had both done some social media and like marketing things in the past. And both of us all of a sudden were very on fire for our faith because he had more of a reversion and I had a conversion reversion because all of a sudden I realized this is very serious. And it kind of just came out of our friendship and our desire to to create this space where other people knew that particularly young people like our age knew that they were not alone in living their faith because me not having a faith, I I didn't think anybody had faith. I was like, who is living a faithful life? Nobody, especially when I started going to church, not seeing anyone truly live the faith or really believe it. I realized like, wow, there are other There are other people like us that actually have faith, that are living the faith, that are seeking to be saints, and we need to come together and realize, and not just be isolated, but to iron sharpens iron, 
to work together. Yes, we keep on hearing this theme on the Catholic sphere that it can be hard to find that solid Catholic community uh, where you live, but that you go online and realize, wow, there actually are a lot of young people out there who are trying to, to follow the true way and to follow and to follow Christ and realizing that, gosh, guys, we have to do this together. We can't do it alone, which is part of the value of us having these accounts on social media and evangelizing. So that's amazing. And so, John, you are our youngest panelist today. And as a member of Gen Z, have you always had a love for social media and making videos? Yeah, definitely. I think I remember even just going back to like year five and six in primary school. Uh, I had a bunch of friends that were super into making YouTube videos in particular. And I have these vivid memories of us going out on the soccer oval and just making these really silly kind of soccer montage highlight videos and uh, just obnoxious music over the top as well. The, the videos were terrible, but we had great fun with them. Now, most of my friends kind of moved on from the YouTube social media space by the time they hit high school. But for, for whatever reason, I kind of fell in love uh, with that process. And so I kind of stuck with it. So throughout high school, I was known as uh, for two things. I was the, the YouTube slash social media kid, and I was also the Catholic kid. And so the fact that I've now combined the two together now, uh, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You're talking about how a lot of people in your generation have a dream of being a YouTuber, and you've actually done that. And not only done that, but you've combined it with your Catholic faith, which we certainly need more of in the world today. So how long now have you been operating this John is Catholic social media page? Yeah, only, only for about a year and a half now. Um, there, there's definitely been like a bunch of failed YouTube channels like along the way. Um, but really, I, I decided to explore a different avenue, and that was on Instagram and TikTok. And that's really where I found my success. Um, people just seem to really resonate with um, content that builds hope within the church. And that's really what I'm focused on with making these videos. And uh, it, it's something that really touches people. And, you know, it can be discouraging at times. Sometimes there's, there's moments of uncertainty, but it's really those those personal DMs and the comments that you receive online um, where people have actually benefited from the videos, it, it pushes you to keep going. And uh, yeah, just praise God. Praise God indeed. You wanted to make a social media page that focused on building up hope within the church. And that's astounding that you took to uh, following through with that effort because hope is definitely something that we need more of in the world today and in the church. Things look, things often look very bleak and there's often a tendency to focus on the negative of what's going wrong. But I've seen on your page that you habitually like to highlight the good that is happening and the good that God is doing that's there for everyone to see. And if we focus on that, that can help to increase our hope and our love and our faith. So amazing work, John. Now, Patrick, Twitter, you say, is one of the factors in your friendship with Ethan. But why did you two team up and start an account on social media? Like you talked about the crunch and this podcast, but why did you decide to take it even further than that? Yeah, so we we noticed, you know, a, a stagnation in, in growth, um, you know, Twitter to podcast. There's, you know, it's not a lot of uh, discoverability with podcasts. We, you know, we, we, we weren't we weren't seeing as much reach as we wanted. And so we're like, well, let's let's try another 
platform. Maybe Twitter is, you know, not exactly our, our bag. Right. And so we started working on Instagram and we just found a genre of video that worked. Uh, we started posting on Instagram seriously back in May and in June, and we just saw explosive growth. Right. And so we just doubled down on what was working. I think what happened was we were talking about things that, I mean, we we're talking about things that people wanted to, wanted to hear. We were, we were kind of giving people um, a way to, 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 to clap back at the, you know, anti-Catholic stuff that's out there in a way that was lighthearted and fun and not, you know, angry. And that, that, that kind of fits our podcast energy. Our podcast is a lighthearted conversation between two Catholic friends. The point is to, you know, talk about Catholic faith and, you know, grow in community together as, as, as podcasters and listeners. And so the Instagram, which is a natural extension of that, a way to reach our, 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 our brand of Catholicism, you could say like the way that we do it to kind of reach out and say, Hey, if you guys are like this, if you guys are like us, you would definitely like our podcast. So it was a way for us to you know, channel people towards the podcast and the, the discord channel that I told you about too. Yeah. There seems to be this uh, tendency, this, uh, workable method on the internet now to hook people with the short form content to draw them into the long form content. And that's certainly a good thing if you have good content, which you certainly do, which is a part of why you were saying how you started this social media account just this past summer on Instagram, and it's grown to what it has now. That's amazing how lightning fast it can grow. And, and Emily has, and Damien have had a very similar experience with God Sparks. Emily, who are you trying to reach with God Sparks? Uh, well, it's so funny because that question really makes it seem like we actually have a plan because, because this is really God. God is moving in us and he's in control because one of our first major video that went viral was us praying a Hail Mary in English and in Latin. And there's no hashtag that's going to make the Hail Mary go viral. That is truly God and God's work. The people that I think that we're trying to reach are people like us who have faith, but maybe don't know things because when God, this is why it's called God sparks, but when God sparked that faith in me, right, when he set my heart on fire, I wanted to learn as much as possible. And the more I learned, the more I realized talking to cradle Catholics, they didn't know their faith. And if you start talking to cradle Catholics that are older, they never got to learn their faith either. There's this whole generational gap where like catechesis just, everyone just kind of missed the mark and missed the boat. And what's beautiful is that some of my faith I'm actually able to share with my family. And it's amazing when I talk to to like my parents or, or like my aunts or, and you know, like them growing up in the faith and them not knowing certain things. Like we went through a Marian consecration and that was very fruitful, but all of this stuff that we had never known. And I guess just trying to bridge that gap a little bit for people that believe in God, but want to go deeper and don't know how. Just like you said, Emily, there's no uh, gimmicky tactic. There's no hashtag that can draw people to watching a video about praying the Hail Mary on social media. You just simply post the video and it not has only, it not only has gone viral, but the last time I checked, it's gotten almost 2 million views on Instagram <laughs> reels, 
It's astounding. Yeah. And all you're doing is, you're, you know, you're with this other young woman praying to Hail Mary. And mm -hmm. I think in English and also, what's the other language? That's one, that one's in Spanish. In Spanish, yeah. Amazing. So simple and so profound. There's just this lack of catechesis. There's this gap that needs to be filled because there are so many souls out there who are hungry and want more of the truth. They just simply don't know. And they don't know what they don't know. Um, and God did that in your life, and you're now wanting to share that and share that gift of the truth of the faith with uh, hungry souls on uh, this digital Catholic island. Amazing work. So, John, uh, if I had to pick a word to describe your Instagram page, I'd call it eclectic. From posting the, the mass workout videos to lightsaber fights with your priest brother, I, what goes behind your, your, your decision-making on your pages? Sure. Um, uh, really, it's just about being intentional uh, in day-to-day -day life, looking for opportunities of what could make a good, a good video idea, really what the process comes down to. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the, 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 light, the lightsaber video. Really, that was just uh, me going to a discernment dinner uh, one night and it was a bunch of fellas. We were all seated around a table, just enjoying a nice dinner. And then one of the fellas gets up, walks out to the uh, to the car park, pops open his boot, and pulls out these two lightsabers and just <laughs> says, Does, uh, "Would anyone like to have a spa?" And so next thing you know, everyone's got out of their seat, and you've got about probably thirty odd guys and like thirty other people watching on, engaging in this Star Wars lightsaber fight. And so in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm kind of ticking over thinking, okay, this does not happen very often. There's got to be a video idea here somewhere. So I'm at a discernment dinner. So really I, I begin to think, okay, maybe, maybe the idea can be, uh, it, it's a battle of some kind between a young man and God, and he's fighting against an obvious calling to the priesthood. And that's ultimately what I landed on. And um, that was a great opportunity for me to collab with my brother. Father Sam French as well, and he's the vocations director uh, of our diocese. So, um, yeah, it, it really, when it comes down to it, it's just about being intentional with your videos. Just have it in the back of your mind constantly, just thinking in day-to-day -day life, could this be a video? What, like, what, what can I work with here uh, to, to make some kind of content? The power of creativity and faith. I certainly, I have never seen a video of a someone getting into a lightsaber fight with a priest on social media, that was a first. And so understandably, that was quite a popular one. And I'm sure a lot of young men could relate to this idea of, you know, am, is, God calling me to, is God calling me to be a priest? Because certainly we need more holy Catholic priests. And you uh, spread that message with uh, good humor in Star Wars, which is always gonna be a win. So Patrick, what makes the crunch stand out from other Catholic podcasts or a lot of Catholic podcasts, what makes the crunch unique? That's a good question. I, I think what, what, what really got us started was the, we were having conversations. I mean, a lot of podcasts start, it's like two friends having conversations. What got us started was that we were two people that having conversations that became friends. And so that's the, that's kind of been the, the, the crux of the podcast for the last seven years is that it's a podcast where instead of you watch us have fun, it's, you know, we all have fun together. We build this this community of folks around it. That's always been that's always been what it's about. I mean, from our first you know time we went to Seek and we were still in college, we we had all our Twitter friends together and we were hanging out and you know praying together and getting to know each other better. 
then after then over a year it was our listeners getting together at you know at a bar after you know after after a, a talk and talking to each other and having fun and now we've kind of scaled that up and, and pushed everyone onto this discord channel which means that we can have community all the time where instead of you know just running into each other in an instagram comment section or one-to-one dming each other now we can have these big you know hundreds of people we're up to a thousand now uh young catholics having conversations about the faith and other and other parts of life in discords that's really what sets our our podcast apart is it is a it's a it's a thing around which we build a community it's not about me and ethan it's about it's about the crunch bunch right it's about the community yeah, so the Crunch Bunch. Please tell us where did the title come from? Yeah, so Ethan's dad was eating cereal at three o'clock in the morning, and was like, "You should call your podcast the Crunch." Sure, we didn't have a name yet, and so he was like, "We should call it the Crunch, chewing on all things Catholic," um, mm-hmm. which is what we taglined it for. But then another podcast started called All Things Catholic, and saying that felt like we were, you know, chewing on them. And I so we stopped saying that. But it used to be chewing on all things Catholic. That used to be our tagline crunch it's catchy for sure yeah, yeah. Emily, memorable that's exactly and and perhaps reminiscent of uh, childhood you know eating yeah. a nice cold bowl of cereal on a saturday morning before you go off to watch cartoons yeah and laugh exactly. the same kind of laughs you're giving people now with the faith good stuff so emily when your channel first started how are you inspired by those around you to be more active on social media you uh, talked about how there was a point where it was difficult to find solid Catholic community. Have you found that now? And has that encouraged your work on social media? Yes, absolutely. I have been very blessed that coming back from COVID, it really, I mean, COVID gave me the opportunity. It was after COVID that I joined RCIA to learn more about the faith. And through that and through going to to church and um I go to an amazing, well, I actually bounce around to multiple churches, but like having an amazing parish and friendships really boosts your soul. But what's funny is I was not inspired at all to go on social media. Uh, Social media is an occasion of sin for me. So I don't do anything on social media. That's all like you see my face on social media, but I'm not on it at all because it's an occasion of sin. No, thank you. So I was not, I didn't feel called to go on social media, but I felt called to use my voice for God. Because as an actor, what's interesting, before I believed in God, God allowed me to get, I think he rigged the audition because I've never seen this in an audition before. I knew from the casting director that I got it. I was cast as a nun on Fox TV shows, The Exorcist. And my main lines were the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Hail Holy Queen. And I didn't know any of those prayers and I didn't believe in God. And it was only a year later that I experienced all that pain and came to God. And then it was a little while after that, that got, that COVID happened. And then in RCIA, before receiving first communion and confirmation, I felt God calling me to religious life, which allowed me to deepen my prayer life. So it was like this wild roller coaster of a ride where God told me basically on a visit in a religious order, it was just like an understanding that you were an actor, you have talent, use that talent for me. Use your voice for me. Amazing, amazing. And that he he used your audition on a Fox TV show called (laughs) The Exorcist to help you to figure that out and to come to that conclusion. 
God truly can use anything. And I think you say he certainly has a sense of humor as well. It's an amazing story, Emily. So, John, switching gears to you, what do your demographics look like? Uh, I really want to know how many of your followers are, are, are Australian and how many of them are American? Yes, yeah, surprisingly, the vast majority are from the United States, I think over 50%. And last time I checked, less than 3% are from Australia. So, look, us Aussies, we've got to step up our game. What are we doing here? But, uh, look, I think it's got me thinking. I, I'd, I'd love to attend a, a Catholic event in the U.S. I know they just wrapped up uh, Seek 2024, so uh, maybe next year, God willing. Yes, God willing, yeah. I mean, if your biggest fan base is in America, for sure, uh, mm -hmm. you need to come over here. But yeah, in Australia, obviously, there's work to be done. So it's good that you're representing Australia. So Patrick, what is your biggest demographic? Who is your target audience? Yeah, so our demographic split is it's 50-50 men and women. Um, it was 60-40 men and women, like in favor of women before, which is typical for Catholic audiences. Um, but yeah, we're, we mostly hit, uh, under, so from age 30 is kind of the top. And then we go down to as low as, as 15. So our average listener is in their mid twenties, our average, uh, Instagram viewers in their mid twenties. So we, we hit like the older Gen Z, younger millennials, I would say. Fantastic. What many would argue is the hardest generation to reach as far as faith matters are concerned, but you found the yeah, niche, the you found where they are. And you know how to cast that and you know how to reel them in. So, Indeed. Emily, uh, do you think that the Internet is bad? Like you talked about how social media is an occasion of sin for you that you don't even post the videos or go on yourself. So talk to us about this, like kind of be, you know, what are we doing with this whole Internet thing? Is it just, you know, too dangerous? Should we avoid it altogether? What do you think? Well, the Internet, social media is a tool, right? So are you using the tool or are you a slave to it? It kind of goes back to Christian, know thyself, right? Because if you can use the internet or social media temperately and without losing your peace, then yeah, it's good. But if it's drawing you further away from God and more into worldly ambitions, temptations, and desires, then I would really start looking at how and why you're using the internet and social media. For sure. Yes. As you said, Christian, know thyself. And certainly, you know, there's the benefit of there's a lot of most people on social media are not Christian. And so it's kind of a way to go fishing for them and draw them to the truth and to reality. And ultimately, hopefully to inspire them first and foremost, to get off their phones and to do something meaningful and productive with their life, like engage more in the one true faith. And all of you are doing that on your accounts. Beautiful work. And we're going to have even more of this conversation back with John, but also with the other side of God Sparks and the Crunch podcast in a few weeks. It's going to be an amazing conversation. You don't want to miss it. Thank you again, Patrick, Emily, and John for joining us today. And thank all of you for joining us. Don't forget to join us next week with our host, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, right here on the Catholic Sphere.
EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic.